I was asking my guides, what can I channel uh, as a light language for the benefit of each and everyone watching now, for the benefit of human and animals? And then I felt my heart expanding. And the answer was, this light language will be channeled for opening even more the heart of people to the animal kingdom and opening their mind regarding, oh my God, it's full of love. Oof. Yeah, must eat. Oof. Yeah, let me finish in English. <laughs> regarding all the limitation uh, we still have regarding animal because we still see animal as animal. They are a soul into an animal body exactly like us we need to consider them as equal you got to accentuate the positive wow, i feel good a little bit of feel good goes a long way you're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. As always, so wonderful to be with you all today. Well, we're going to go cosmic today and talk to the animals with the beautiful and gorgeous Sabine, and I hope I get her last name right, Ponsley. <laughs> Thank you, Sabine. Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I've been practicing her last name, Sabine. It's a French name. Sabine is from um, from Belgium. And please remember, if you're liking the shows, to share them with your friends. I'm now on and we'll share them with everybody put them on your, your social media i'm now on rumble odyssey i'm loving the odyssey platform you know it's a blockchain platform and um, i'm uploading a few shows not all the shows to bitchute because i have to reduce them to put them on bitchute and then they're all on all the audio platforms as well so i'm looking for an audience on the alternative platforms interesting the comments on those alternative platforms are quite different to the ones that i get here but um anyway let me tell you a little bit about Sabine. Nice to meet you, everyone. So let me read to you Sabine's bio so we get to know a little bit about Sabine before we get into it. Raised in Belgium, Sabine has been living in Dubai for around 11 years. She believes that what she does in the Arab world deserves to be more known and expanded all over the world. She says many still believe that the Arab world is not open to energy healing, telepathy and animal communication, but she feels that this is a place where she can really spread her wings as an energy healer and communicator. Before becoming a full-time entrepreneur, Sabine was a financial controller and tax professional <laughs> who felt stuck in a life that she never really wanted. So she gave up the security of the nine to five to pursue her passion. She believes no matter what our dreams or the obstacles to them are, we all have the power to change our lives. And by doing so, we change the world. Sabine is an animal communicator and gifted intuitive who communicates telepathically with many beings along with animals. And she's been doing this from the age of seven. 
By the end of 2019, she naturally attuned with light language after meeting her first galactic angelic beings. Some of them became spiritual guides and now they work as a team. Today, Sabine does light language for animals, noticing that too often we reserve this only for humans. At first, she did also, until one day she applied the light language in an animal session and found the results combined with energy and animal communications to be amazing. Her mission is to help men and women in their awakening process to change people's consciousness, skyrocket inner power and raise vibrations. And you say here, I'm here to serve. My company is built on a foundation of love, a passion for what is possible and a commitment to being an unstoppable force of good. <laughs> Beautiful. And look, you've got a slew of credentials here, which I won't read out. You've studied everything, Sabine, NLP and, you know, the like different energy healing techniques and deep tissue massage, DNA, regeneration, hypnotherapist. You've done it all, honey. I'll put all the credentials on my webpage if you want to see Sabine's credentials. But what I was interested with you is that, yeah, just like you say in your bio, you know, how is this work in the Arab world? How's it being digested? How's it, how are people responding to it? How people respond to it? That's an interesting question. You know, many, even today, still believe that the Arab world is close to that. And my surprise was when I arrived here, I didn't come as an animal communicator, of course. <laughs> I didn't travel from Luxembourg where I had my career in finance to become an animal communicator. I took a job in finance first, but I realized that it's the same everywhere and I was already like, oh, too much. It was time for me to shift. And then when I started to do animal healing first, I didn't say animal communication at the beginning because... I was new, I didn't know how it could be received. And surprisingly, when I said I do animal healing with energy healing, people were like, oh, wow, that's interesting. The reaction was the same everywhere. Then, without saying I do animal communication, because I was a bit shy at the beginning, it was a new world for me, you know. And you have, unfortunately, apprehension, which was wrong on my side to have that apprehension, because... It has been received amazingly well. Even newspapers were writing articles. I was like, wow, wow, you know? And slowly, I started to communicate with animals while I was doing the healing. And my clients were like, wow, this is interesting. How do you do that? And slowly, step by step, I started to explain. People started to use the Arabic phone. That's how we call it, word of mouth, you know? And that's how it started. But... It has been received by expat like locals in an amazing way. And today I have two local clients for cats and one for dogs since more than eight years where I communicate with the animal and I do energy healing online now because they are not here in Dubai, they're in UAE, which is amazing, you see. And everyone has been open from the beginning. Originally here, they're very open to energy healing. Other stuff was a bit more closed-minded at the beginning, but when you go deeper, you realize that it's still a minority, not the majority of people. Of course, the world is changing, and even here now, 
We have many meditation center, bracket when I say meditation center, we do psychic stuff, whatever, everywhere. When I arrived, it was maybe two that were open, two center where I learned hypnotherapy and other stuff also because I wanted to learn. I'm like hungry of learning all the time. Even now I don't stop. I cannot stop. I think <laughs> that's me. But now we have maybe 20, maybe 25 now. That, that's a big change, you see? And it's almost full all the time. Every center, people goes not for meditation. Yes, yoga, meditation, but, you know, it goes deeper than that. It's really, really open now. And even before, uh, it, it was open even for horses. I was doing energy healing, animal communication on horses. What's working? I've been called for a lion, but I cannot say the name because whatever but uh, yeah it's open what took you to dubai in the first place why did you move there i moved in dubai because of my career i was still in finance at that time um, i was in luxembourg for my career since 11 years i left belgium to have a career in finance in luxembourg and i grown to a level where I was, you know, things are changing in life. I was becoming older, uh, arriving at a certain level in the finance. I had already two or three burnout. I was changing and I could feel that, but at the same time, still resisting to embrace what I'm doing now. Because to be honest, finance bring a lot of money. I was traveling, very easy life, nice apartment, nice car. Everything on the material level and even coming in Dubai was like, wow, you know, and I thought moving to Dubai would change my life, even staying in finance. But that was not true. <laughs> I realized very fast because I didn't stay long in finance. And I remember my guys were warning me nicely, like, Sabine, now it's time to switch. You know, you need really to embrace that. You need to go to that side. Finance is finished for you, but I was so attached to the fact that I needed security financially and I was a mother alone with my daughter. Then imagine my world of finance, no way to leave it. Impossible at that time. Yeah, it's, a big, it's a big leap I've of faith. Forced, yeah, I, I've been forced to do it because I didn't listen to them. They were telling me, and I was like, no, okay, next, next, let me delay, delay, delay. But I was delaying again and again until the point they were very clear, Sabine, you will have always food on the table. It's time to move on. It's time to change. You really need to change. And I was like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. This is just yoga retreat. What do you want me to do? Madame Irma, clairvoyant, blah. You know, I was like that, really. <laughs> But time passed, delay, 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 until boom, like my head on the wall was really like that. And they say, when I lost my job in finance, Sabine, doors are closed. You need to understand and really you need to accept. Otherwise, it will not work. You will bang your, your, your head on the wall even more and you will go to the rock bottom. Bullshit. I was really like that because I was pissed off. And I couldn't leave. I was so attached to my financial world. You have the prestige and the egoism, you know, and money, blah. I was like, this is not a job. What I will do, animal communicator, healer. What is that bullshit? I, I was really thinking like that. 
And then I've been forced because when you touch the rock bottom, you need to wake up at some point. Yeah. And it's when I woke up that I was like, oh, wow. And for the first time, I realized that, yes, money was like, not the same life at all, especially the first four or five years. In comparison with my world in finance, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But inside, Uh, Mm -hmm. when I was waking up in the morning, inside my heart, inside my head, I was not the same person. I was happy. But when I'm speaking about happiness, it was real happiness. In finance, I say, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, because I was going on holidays three times a year, you know, because I have a burnout. It's not happiness. But on that day, when I woke up after my big breakdown, I was like, wow, I'm happy and I do nothing. I just have my cup of coffee. And I was in a studio from villa to apartment. I went down to studio. Now I'm into a villa again, but you see life, (laughs) how it is. And I was sitting there. I was like, wow, I have the sun and the weather is amazing and I'm happy. And for the first time in my life, I said, wow, I'm really happy inside. And that's when I started to embrace. I'm like, okay, let's put an ad now. Uh, let's create a Facebook page and I went and I started to do healing on people, energy healing and energy healing on animal and animal communication. And in 2000, I don't remember if it's 13 or 14, I gave my first course here in Dubai in one hotel. I had seven students. I was like, oh, wow. At that date, having seven students in animal communication here in the Middle East was like, wow, <laughs> really was wow. And this showed me something, yes, you, you, you can go continue, go yeah. deeper. And I, then I started to different other courses and create different level. Yeah. But I was happy. That was the big difference. And the other part started to come. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested in how the Arab world thinks about because it's a muslim it's mostly muslim isn't it how they think you know because like in the christian world like the catholics say that psychics are the work of the devil you know many religions uh, across the planet damn sort of psychic and telepathic communication so i'd be interested to hear how the muslims relate to it do they say that it's the work of the devil or do do they embrace it no that's a false idea you know Mm. um Again, that's the same things like animal communication. People have apprehension. They have false idea of what is the world here. I remember one of my uncle, when I went back on holidays in 2015, looked at me and said, you go to the beach in Dubai, but that way, very, I'm like, yes, of course, why? He said, you wear the veil? I'm like, what? No, I go in bikini. He said, bullshit, I cannot believe you. It's Muslim world, Arabs, you must be covered. And I'm like, no, I'm not. We go to the beach in a bikini. He didn't believe me and never he wanted to believe that. You you see how the mentality can be. And it's my family. Then imagine other people when you don't put your feet here, you don't land and realize by yourself how the world is in UAE. I would say you speak because you heard, excuse my language, but bullshit. Regarding psychic stuff, clairvoyance and everything, 
they are open. It's just a matter of using the right words. Because if you go to the Catholic way, if I say uh, the word spirit, already that, mm, entity, already, you know, because that's the word. But it's the same, it's a soul. <laughs> Nothing else. Here is exactly the, the same uh, story. You need to pay attention which word you will use because people interpret in a different way. Now, I have many of my students who came and I have a lot of locals clients, believe me. Many people ask me, do you have locals? Of course, I have a lot. They are very open to that. Even for when we say psychic, I would prefer to use the word channeling because even in my language in French, when you use psychic, then oh, psychic. When you say channeling, then, ah, but that's the same again. <laughs> it's exactly the same. The same practice, telepathy, you channel by telepathy. Animal communication is telepathy. Psychic stuff, it's a form of telepathy. But people associate in a wrong way. Then here, psychic stuff, yes, they are open to a certain limit. Like in Europe, for example, from where I'm coming from, when you use the word spiritism in Europe, you can run away because people are like, wow, who are you? And it's like you are a devil because you said the word spiritism. What is spiritism? It's just a medium who speaks with your ancestor, but it's channeling too. That's the same. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. Again, I, I see exactly what... Say, yeah, it's not different here than anywhere else. It just matters of using the right words. Do not people uh, do not put people into confusion like it happened to me in Europe. In Europe, I was going in Spiritism Center. I was practicing there. I was on the podium with the medium. But I didn't say like that. I said Spiritual Center. Then mm -hmm. it's accepted. I do channeling, not yeah. psychic medium. It's the same. Exactly, exactly. And I see exactly what you mean. I was thinking that, you know, we've had Halloween here. I, I suppose it's an American thing. It's not really an Australian thing, but we, we're starting to practice it more and you walk out in the streets and the houses, you know, a couple of houses are decorated. But I was watching something on television and, you know, the whole Halloween story is that if you say spirit, you're thinking of ghoul and it's been shrouded in mystery and horror and awful you know the word spirit has been captured by this Halloween story and turned into like a horror show and I'm thinking but we're all spirit <laughs> you know why are we turning our true nature into a horror show there has been a lot of conditioned um, ideas about who we are as spirit and as psychic beings that has been very detrimental over the years, in every culture, in every religion, in every culture. Yeah, it's really interesting. And the same for the word psychic, mm -hmm. because it's coming from your psyche. It's coming from your psyche, exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. You know? People don't see it when you say psychic. That's the reaction. But when you explain to them, listen, psychic is nothing. It's just coming from your psyche and everyone has an energetic blueprint. And everyone's and you... psychic. Mm -hmm. Yes. And everyone's it's psychic. It's just using different words because they have belief system attached to. And in every different culture, they have a belief system attached to that word. Like in my country for spiritism, oh, my God, people would jump from the windows <laughs> because they hear the words, ooh. Like that, yeah. and it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just channeling. 
You say here that you were, um, since the age of seven, that you were in contact. What was happening to you as a kid and why did you ignore it and go into finance? (laughs) Good question. Very good question. Okay. Uh, How it started, I was seven when my grandfather on my father's side passed away. And that grandfather was coming near to me every night. I could see him. I was a bit scared at the same time, but I could see him. And even if you don't know as a child, you know inside what is going on. Then it started that way. Uh, I was in a family, especially on my mother's side, who was very poor. The end of the month was complicated. Uh, Every winter, maybe one winter, they didn't cut, but almost every winter, they were cutting, um, you know, you pay to the government, we call it gas, to have the heater in the winter. And she couldn't pay. She, she was really low on that level. Uh, sometimes we didn't even have food. That was the neighborhood bringing can and everything. I have no shame to say it today because you will understand why I've been in finance by explaining that. And time passed every winter, heater is cut. Neighborhood is coming with, you know, the big bottle of gas, like the camping, to have a heater. Anyway, time passed. I developed a level of anger towards my mother for a very long time because of that. Because we didn't have money, but my father had money. That was the the funny part of it. My mother, very poor, uh, very difficult life. And when I was going during the weekend, two times a month to my father. He was an entrepreneur. He had the money. He was driving a Mercedes. <laughs> my mother didn't have a car. You see, we were living into HLM, like, uh, you know, the Bronx in New York, stuff like that. But it wasn't the Bronx, but same level, very poor. And a different life when I go to my father. My father also didn't accept to give me the clothes he was buying for me, saying that she will sell it. He was right. She would <laughs> because she didn't have money. You get the point. That was at that stage. Then I was always divided between extreme poverty. But when I say extreme poverty, poverty in a way that they had a lot of humility. And I learned all the spiritual side on my mother's side through the poverty, I would say. And always she told me, yes, we don't have money, but don't let yourself being um, buy by someone who has the money and who promise you to give you a castle. Don't sell yourself. You see, what's the biggest message? Then I grown up becoming a teenager because they had a lot of fight between my father and my mother. I didn't see my father for a long time. And that lack of not seeing my father, knowing the life I could have, in comparison the life I had, pushed me to go to learn finance. But I didn't start that way. I learned first hairdresser because my mom saw me as a hairdresser, which I didn't like. I gave up very fast. But I had just a low-level diploma. Then 18 years old, I was working in a manufacturer uh, company, you know, chain, <laughs> 6 to 2, 2 to 10 every day. I hated that life. And I was already with my ex-husband at that time. We were living together. And I was like, no, this is not the life I want. Yes, I was earning money, but I it wasn't me. 
Then I decided to go in evening at school, continue during the day to work in the manufacture and go evening at school. When I registered at school, uh, the director looked at me and said, excuse me, but uh, this is not even a diploma. It's very basic. Say, you want to do accounting? And then you want to go hire diploma? Say, yes. Say, I'm sorry, but uh, your diploma don't give you the access to that. And I insist and say, let me pass an exam. Let me try. And because I was so motivated, he said, okay, he was persuaded that I will fail, you know, and I succeed. Then he said, okay, then this, the, the years of the baccalaureate you do during the day, I've done this in three years, very intensively in evening and working during the day. After that, I was not happy. I wanted to do more. I find my first job in accounting. I was a bookkeeper. And my director saw that I was very ambitious at that time. He said, listen, you can go to the Belgian chartered uh, accountant if you want. I can give you a recommendation later. But uh, I'm telling you, this is not really a school. It's professional who is giving you the courses. And you will have to work hard if you want to grow in this company. So, okay, let's go. And I took it. And then I didn't stop. I went to do a master in taxation just to prove to myself because this was just proving to myself out of anger, I have to be honest, that was the anger of that poverty and my mom, because I was putting my mom responsible of how my life was, but I had the choice. I could say I go to live with my father, but I didn't want. You, you, you see the contrast? I was really in a deep conflict for many, many years, but thanks God, because I've done a career in finance, which I loved for many years. And I was doing VAT and all this stuff, tax, whatever. <laughs> Up to now, I'm like, wow, this is a past life because I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, that's how it started. It's, well, that's how your career started. But what about your animal communication? How did you... On a side for many, many years, because when I said that to my mom at the age of seven, that I could hear a cow <laughs> and then a horse and then the dog, she was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Animals don't speak. You need to know that. This is just your imagination. And please don't repeat to anyone because people will laugh at you. Right, yeah. Yeah, you were shut oh, down. Yeah. Shut down for mm -hmm. many, many years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's only after years working in finance that I started to take my friend working on the animal, working on them, doing energy healing on them and stuff like that. And taking clients, but mm -hmm. on the weekend. That was my yoga retreat. Mm -hmm. That's like this. Yeah. So what did the animals say to you? Do they do they only speak to you when they want help or do they have a chat? Not only when they want help. Sometimes they have advice for you. It happened to me with a mare. Uh, it was a client mare. Normally when I was going to see that mare, it was to heal her and speak with her. Uh, one day she gave me a message regarding myself. She was not in need. She was just advising me. I've been amazed. Uh, after her, I had another one, a stallion doing that. And then my own cat anyway. <laughs> but yes, they, they give you advice also. Very, very um, interesting conversation in a way that her advice was, Sabine, you need to show yourself much more. You need to speak in public. And I was like, wow, not at that time. I was not ready like now. 
I was not even ready to expand my animal communication course and take bigger class. No way. But she was telling me, you need to do it. People need. You need to be shown. You need to speak more. Show yourself. And many, many other advice that she gave me. And never I will forget that story because it was like, not my mom, but, you know, a mare has the nurturing energy. And when she passed that message, it was with the nurturing energy telling me people needs. You need now to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the cat's come to say hello now sitting next to me. Um, Have you found in Dubai many other energy healers, not necessarily working with animals, but just working with energy, you know, from expats and and locals? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they have a few locals who are hypnotherapists, professionally Mm -hmm. hypnotherapists. Energy healer, we have a lot, honestly. We have a lot. Uh, psychic too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Number wonderful. Reader, psychic people, we have a lot. Yeah. yeah. Light language starts slowly. Yeah. Very, very slowly. I think we are the last at the queue somehow, but it's coming. I yeah. have a feel it's coming. And uh, I plan to give a course also because I've noticed light language is very uh, spread almost everywhere in the world. And here, when I'm Googling, searching, I found nothing. I found one. And mm. it's not a recent. It's someone who came from outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And this gave me the idea, okay, you gave animal communication. Now it's time to give light language course to help people how to channel their own light language. Then yeah. the more people will do that, better it will be. It's like mm-hmm. having more animal communicator, more psychic, more healers. Yeah, yeah. So the light language happened uh, quite recently, 2019, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you and it says here that you you first met your galactic or angelic galactic guides or beings. Do you want to share with us what happened? Yes. When I met that person, his name is Dao. I was in a park doing a meditation, like every evening after my work, and I saw some. You know, it's elemental, but I don't know the name. It's like old people, small like this, that were in a tree where normally I go to place myself to take the energy from the tree when I meditate. It was busy that day. Then I was like, okay, I go on the bench. And while I was sitting on the bench, I started my meditation. I had someone standing here. But I have the habits to see ancestors to see people who passed away. I see almost all the time, including lost soul and everything. Then I thought at first it was just a soul, spirit, entities. Let's play the word on the cue <laughs> that everyone understand. But the energy was different. It, it was taller. And something inside him was telling me, no, that's not like usual. It's something else. Then... I asked him, I said, listen, I feel you like not others. Who are you? Because he was speaking to me and giving me advice, telling me that he's a guide, etc., etc. And when I said, who are you? He said, I'm a Lemurian and my name is Dao. What is that? I never heard that word. Then, of course, Google is my best friend. <laughs> and I found what it is. And after that, I discovered the book from uh, 
Louise Jones, something like that. Telos, that's the name of uh, the books. They have three volumes. And I started to read that. And that's when I understood what was it. After him, I started to see different beings. And he told me, when you will do your meditation, don't be scared, don't freak out. You will see different beings that you've never seen with your eyes. And yes, effectively, one day I was doing energy healing on someone. And I had, the person was lying down on the table and I was in the middle of the body, moving my hand. And I've been attracted because I felt they had someone with me. It was a beautiful, very tall woman with beautiful long hands. At first, it was looked like I have the habits to deal with them. But again, she was coming from a different dimension. She had the ear of a cat. She had a tail, but the long tail, you know, the like the mouse tail. Cat is a bit shorter, but she had like the mouse tail like that. And long, long hands and very slim body beauty. Like, wow, I've never seen a beauty like that. And she had her hand like this. She was helping me to heal my client. From that day, I understood, wow, now you work with different people. The night after that, I started to see a group in my place with Dao. And I started to see people with different faces. Then it was blue avians. I had rock also coming, you know, the eagle with the man body. Oh my God, I had many different ones. Andromeda also people, Pleiadians people. <sighs> I cannot name it. That's how it started. But I didn't speak light language at that moment. Not yet. It started first in that way. And one day, I was working on my daughter online. Usual, I do my stuff. And all of a sudden, but I need to mention, I listened light language before because... I was resonating a lot and I loved it. It was like not singing, but I felt like I have goosebumps. I loved that. Then maybe also was a way also to receive at some point. I have no idea. But then I worked on my daughter and all of a sudden I feel something and I needed to speak. But speaking like you, but I could not do it now. Impossible. She didn't react. She was... I continue. I was in my stuff. All of a sudden, she started to answer in another light language. Then I stopped because I was shocked. You know, it was the first time. And she continued to speak in a very weird language that never I heard. And I took a paper and I started to write. But it was light code. I didn't know what I'm writing, to be honest with you. And I continued. Two pages. It was a five, you know, uh, booklet. And she opened her eyes. She said, Mom, what are you doing? You stopped. And I'm like, no, look. She said, oh, yeah, I know. This, 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 this. Say, what? Say, I don't understand what I have written. Say, yeah, I will tell you I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it started that way. And after her, I felt not with every client. Some clients that were already, let's say, open to receive that. It was coming. And then it started to come more and more and more. And then my first animal, second animal. Yeah. I've noticed it's reinforcing the healing. And either the, the people or the animals are shifting faster than a normal healing session. How old is your daughter? She's 25 now. 
Ah, oh, and she's obviously in another country, is she? She's in Belgium. She's, in she's Belgium. coming up tomorrow, by the way, <laughs> for two weeks here. And so when she started to speak the light language, did, did was that like normal for her? Like, was that shocking yeah. for her? Yeah. Well, for her, it was like, no, she just answered to me. I still have the recording. I need to give it to her as a mm. gift, I mean, because it's a long time now. She answered like normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she so, was deep state also. When I say normally, she was deep. I was also deep. After we had a discussion, it was like, wow, what happened, you know? But during that moment, no, we were in, yeah. And it was amazing. do you understand what you're saying when you're speaking it or you don't need to? Sometimes I understand fully, mm-hmm. sometimes Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I would say, when I speak light language, it's not a phrase. It's like a block of words, something like that. If I, if I can explain in the human words, energetically, it means like not a book, but one page somehow. You get what I mean? Then I can tell you what I said in light language, but not really in human language. I can tell you what was the energy corresponding in like compressed, condensed uh, level? That's how I could say, because really translating, I think it's not really possible. They have no language on the human tongue to translate the light language, I would say like that. It's a feeling, it's an energy, it's an energetic language, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And why do you think animals are responding to it? Because they are highly connected. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, this, yes, continue. Sorry, I was going to say, do you think some of our animal friends have uh, souls that have, you know, been more in um, other worlds? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sure about this. Mm-hmm. Have, I'm sure because I've done a surrogate session on a client, mm-hmm. a client who awake. For her dog. Uh, we had huge trouble. I was working on the dog since a while, but the dog was not really shifting because the person was unconsciously blocking the way. Then I explained to the person, say, listen, we need to do a transpersonal regression. Then by doing a surrogate, we invite the soul of your dog in the session. And then you will see and you will realize certain things that when I do energy healing on your dog, and speaking with your dog, you are there, you just receive, but you are not really in. Say, this is a different process, will push you to realize by yourself and see things by yourself. It's not the same when I say it. And yes, we discovered that that dog had five life here, but other dimension too, and not only a dog. Even myself, I was like, wow, this is an interesting session. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe as souls, you know, that we're all over the place all the time. And uh, there's been a bit of a debate. I can't remember who is. Some people believe that uh, a soul evolves out of an animal body into a human body. And then some people say, you know, highly conscious souls come into animal bodies to work as spirit guides and to be companions as other souls elect to have a human life because a human life is a very hard life because we have the negative emotions we have to deal with and an animal life is an easier life. What, what are your thoughts on all of this, Sabine? 
for me, I would say the soul of animals uh, are much more superior than us. When I say superior is on the spiritual level. I really have the feeling they learn much more than us, especially on unconditional love. And my own belief is as human, we are here to master unconditional love. And that's the most difficult things <laughs> ever. Because I'm sorry for every person, you give a slap, you return the slap directly, not with animals. They will not return you the slap. They will forgive you. We are not capable to do that. I receive a slap, not sure I will forgive you directly. <laughs> you get the point. That That's where the big difference is already. But for me, they just choose a different vessel. It's like a car. You buy, well, I'm exaggerating when I say you buy a new car. It's, this is not a car, it's a vessel. But they choose a different vessel because they have a different experience, different learning, different mission. I don't think an animal life is easier than a human life. Human life, you have a lot of luggage from the past to deal with, and we are attached to the story. This is why keeping us always in the past, they don't have that, let's say, default we have to be attached to stories, to be attached to the past. They leave the body, okay, I take a new body, I reincarnate, okay, I'm a female, I'm a male. That's really like that, you know? But on the consciousness, it's not the same level. They are really highly evolved from it. And they can change. They have exception in a way that at the beginning, I thought animal cannot be human, human cannot become animal, blah, blah, blah. This was my limiting belief system until I've done session with client. And I'm speaking about the surrogate and other session I've done, which is not me speaking. It's not me communicating with the animal. That's the people telling me doing this session. And like, wow, yes. Uh, they cannot invent. You get the point? And it's always the same story coming back. Then now I can say, yes, they have some exception. Most of the time you come back human or you come back dog or you come back lion or the same category, let's say like that. But they have exception where you can jump from animal to human. Yes, it's existing. I can confirm now because I have stories from people. Yeah. yeah. When I had Raphael on the show, we were talking about the evolution of the animal bodies, which I found fascinating, that the DNA structure of different animal bodies allow for different experiences. And so as a soul evolving, you would choose um, you would choose different categories, let's say dogs, different species of dogs, and maybe work up to being another species. You first would incarnate into this type of dog and um, and then work up. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. I think it's probably the same with human human DNA too there are probably some bodies to wear that are easier than other bodies to wear depending on the DNA structure of the body and uh, and now with the hybrid program some bodies have been you know tweaked and the DNA has been turned on so that all these psychic gifts can come through yeah it's, it's fascinating isn't it Sabine yes that's true have you found that with different species that the, there'll be more highly evolved souls than others, depending on the animal that you're communicating with? Yes. Um, I cannot say it's about the species. I spoke with a snake into a terrarium, which I'm not proud of it, but let's put that on the side. 
was an interesting experience from the snake itself. Uh, very fast thinking, uh, especially when I was communicating telepathically, very, very fast thinking. I've been myself amazed, but I had also conversation with some dogs who were highly intelligent, highly intelligent, having a level of conversation that goes really, really deep. But I had also dogs speaking about broccoli carrots. And it stopped there. <laughs> Carrot broccoli. What do you have for eating? Uh, playing. That's it. They stay on that level. But also, some animal decided to incarnate in that body, in that type of dog, because the owner needed, not a stupid dog. I don't like to use that qualification, but take a dog who just come to play eat, play, because you need a companion to play. That's the mission of the dog. End of story. And that dog was a conversation, broccoli, carrot. <laughs> was really limited conversation. And the client after was another dog who was speaking about the life in the family, the problem of the mother, that the mother needs to heal herself. The mother was not in the room, huh? was my client. And the father has this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wow, such a different level. With some horses, I had basic conversation. Even if with horse, in general, it's not really basic in comparison with the dog, broccoli, carrot. <laughs> let's, let's be like that. But I had horses who were highly spiritual in conversation. Very, very high. And other horses, but it's also linked to the trauma because they have some horse traumatized. They have the, that's life. Uh, then, yeah, you could feel you cannot go very high on the spiritual level. They're not developed yet because of the trauma. Yeah, I was having a discussion with um, a friend the other day about racing. You know, her boyfriend and is really mad into horse racing. And, you know, horse racing is such a big, you know, it's so big all over Industry. the world, right? Industry. Industry. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. she's a real, she's a real animal lover. And I said, do you think that the the horses love being raced? I, I don't know if they do. You know, do you think they really love it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, they get looked after really well. And she was really defending the industry. Have you chatted to any horses about that? You know, how do they feel about being raced? Is it something that they love to do or is it something they prefer not to do? Uh, you know, horse are creature of peace. Always. They will never fight back. Uh, except it, if they are in trauma and just a reaction through the trauma. Uh, I had a horse coming from racing who has been rescued by one of my clients. I had another one also, two, sorry, I'm lying, two uh, rescue, two different personality. Was uh, one with navicular disease, which was a difficult situation. And that's how I met the client. The horse evolved very, very well. Finally, the horse started to jump again and life changed, but after a long time, it was a very deep stuff. That horse never complained about his past life. We, we went into different conversation because at some point I was going once a week to see that client, to heal the horse. We went to many, many different levels. Never I heard the horse complaining about anything. 
because they are creators of peace. You get what I mean? I don't want to defend the industry. I'm not okay with that because it's forcing. Some are doing injection. I'm passing the detail. Uh, no way to speak about this. But when you listen, the horse coming from that industry has been rescued by my client three times, she asked, because she wanted to know the past. He was showing me pictures of what was happening for us. It's shocking. But the way how he was passing the message was not shocking. You, you see the difference? Because they are peace by themselves and they don't see it as a problem. Yes, it's a hard life because training was hard anyway, but never I felt bad emotion coming from the horse itself. Bad emotion were received by me and by the client because we consider this as a sad stuff. The other one who had also problem has been rescued from that industry. That one doesn't do competition anymore. I've been two times to that one because her question was, I want to know his past mm -hmm. and I want to do it. Same story. Never the horse said any bad things about the old previous owner. Mm -hmm. Never said any bad things about the past life. Never. Because yeah. they are peace, they are unconditional love by themselves. Same with dog. I have dog who has been abused. Saluki with the ear cut. Mm. It's in every country you have abuse for animals, unfortunately. They have no exception here. Same for cats. Mm. They, they, they have crazy situation everywhere. We are not here to speak about this, but I mean, they have very, very heavy stuff happening. Yeah, everywhere. yeah, absolutely. That dog at the beginning didn't want to share with me the story. Mm -hmm. The dog has been eaten with a stick. Very, very deep stuff. And that dog was really fearful with everyone, even with me. It took a while for the dog to start to trust me. Mm -hmm. We helped the dog to recover. After one year, the dog became normal. And now she's a very happy dog. But again, I saw the pictures because I'm also psychic. Then when I don't get the answer from the animal, I go myself to search and I ask my guide to show me. Mm -hmm. Then I have two different versions. I had my guide showing me this. And then the dog finally started to share and showed me the image. But never I felt from the dog any complaint mm. or saying, oh, I was not treated well or whatever. No, they don't have even an opinion like we put on. They don't judge. Mm. We judge. Yes, yeah. we make big story. Oh, now we are champion to make big story and make it heavy and everything and say, oh, my God, this is horrible. Blah. Yes, it's horrible. But for them, because they are full of unconditional love, it's already forgiven. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like when you speak with an archangel, you cannot have the level of conversation like I'm speaking now. It's like detached and already forgiven. You, you get my point, well, I'm exaggerating when I say like that, but it's the same level with animal. When you speak with some animal, you are like, wow, this is like I'm speaking with an archangel, no judgment, full detachment, looking at the situation from above all the time, which for us is really difficult to do. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, it sounds like, Sabine, that you're talking to the soul of the animal as opposed to the personality or, or the ego of the animal, like you're talking to the soul of the animal. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Always, always, yeah, always. the soul. You know, there's various levels that we can uh, talk to. 
So you know when I, I guess about the, oh, sorry. I was I just saying mm-hmm. yeah, for the personality of the animal, often they develop the personality because of the owner. They are mirroring. This is what creates somehow their personality. Yes, they have their own character when mm-hmm. they are born, because every dog, every cat, every horse is different. They have their own personality, let's say like that, and character. But when we speak about the ego or some stuff you see in some animal behavior, most of the time, I would say 90 to 95%, it's linked to the owner. They are mirroring, they are absorbing the energy from the owner and they become, they are pure empath. Mm -hmm. They become the owner, energetically, physically, mentally, like a Mm -hmm. copy paste. Mm -hmm. This is what creates the ego, mind, personality, blah. The personality of the animal. And do you find that the diseases that they come up with uh, are more based in the distortion or the dis-ease of the owner? Most of the time, not always. They have exception like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, some disease can be there to teach also the owner, but most of the time it's because they absorbed the energy of the owner. I'm giving you an example with one of my clients. The cat had a kidney failure, stage three or four, if I remember. When I started again, was a session per week, was very intense session. The cat was speaking to me and guiding me, telling me, Sabine, don't go there. Work on my heart, work on my liver, do this, do that. This is weird. I even verified with a doctor to make sure that the liver and the heart were linked because I didn't know. But the cat was explaining that to me. Doctor confirmed to me that they work together. I said, okay, fine, now I can continue to listen to the cat. But then everything the cat was telling me was related to the owner and say she needs to work on herself because I will not stop to help her. I will continue to take the energy. She needs my help. Then I had to explain to my client, listen, if you want your cat, do not come back in the same situation because it will come back if you don't do anything. You need to heal yourself fully. Enter in a fully healing journey. She did it. And she is one of my first clients who started really to embrace her healing journey because of the cat. She wanted the cat to heal. Then she said, okay, I will fix myself. The cat healed because she changed. She transformed completely. I had clients who were like, what is that bullshit? Okay, bah. you know. And I came back three months later, same story. Same disease, same situation. Yeah. Because they help us to cope with the situation. If I have a headache, my cat will take my headache for me to feel lighter. But if we radiate only heavy stuff, toxic stuff, uh, dark stuff, and no light, what they have to take? Only dark stuff. Then, of course, they become heavy and they become sick. If we are just light, they will absorb the light and they will not be sick. Because disease in animals doesn't exist, by the way, at the origin. I've been in a monastery in Nepal. I remember they had a German shepherd and a cat 20 years old, something like that, and the German shepherd was very old. And I asked the monk, say, oh, how it is? 
the nephew have been sick or maybe you know they had this they had that no never nobody's sick there <laughs> no monk no dog no cat no birds nobody and that's when i started to understand ah yes the environment and they live with the monk when you look at people who have disease of course the animal will have disease diabetes is the same i had cases too they have the tendency to take from the owner Yes, I have seen it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how do the animals release what they take from the owner, like release that sort of negative energy? But I've seen my cat do it, but I'll, I'll get you to answer that. How do you think if they're taking, like if they're absorbing a headache, say, from the owner, how do the animals release it? I will give you the example of my own cat. Because years ago, I had a trouble with an uh, intrauterine uh, device that moved and, of course, created a problem. But I didn't feel first. She felt. And every day she was coming on my tummy and I was like, why she's changing her position? Because she never came uh, that way. Anyway, I didn't pay attention because I was into a busy life. I had sometimes cramp, you know. But no more than that. Until one day I had like contraction, I will deliver a baby. <laughs> Hospital, of course. Between that, my cat declared was not something into the uterus, was into the anus. They had blood coming out. And they explained to me that she had an infection, whatever blood, they gave her antibiotics. And I was like, this is weird. And I checked, but, but I was not at the hospital yet. I didn't feel the pain yet. She was taking it, you know. The disease in her case was to release, unfortunately. It had to go out. Then after I went to the hospital, I realized what was really going on. Then I've done a session on her. But now sometimes she's coming to assist with my client and she's going in the garden near to a big plant with a trunk like that. And she's releasing there into the fruits. If she cannot do this, she will go here on the title. She will lie down on the title and she will flush it out. But when it's too much, it's the moment they declare disease. Yeah, because it has to go out. She will lie on the, what will she lie on? She lied on the title, on the floor. Tile. Like marble, it's not marble. but Ceramic, ceramic tile. Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my English sometimes funny. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My cat used to always sit above my head and, and like bask in the energy of the crown chakra. And um, and this cat still does it too because uh, the cat's been with me th in three different cat bodies, the soul of the cat. So so with that, what, what have you learned about contracts that we have with our animals? Like soul contract. Mm -hmm. Often... You know, the soul contract we have is based on love, first of all. Uh, we accept to take an animal in our life because the animal will come with a specific mission to help us. Uh, my daughter had a, a chihuahua, teeny one, like this, like a mini, mini. <laughs> That's the smallest chihuahua that I saw in my life. And in a conversation with that dog, because we were speaking about soul contract because she falls sick, whatever. Long story short, that dog said one day, I came in that body because I knew if I'm a German shepherd, you would not accept me. 
and I needed to be in a very small body. She explained that she chose to be a dog, but she was from different dimension, like Liran and everything, and that her soul was like, wow, was a huge power. And she came to help her some story from the past. And this was an agreement before she was born. And yeah, but mainly it's to give us the support. Uh, if it's not companionship, it's mainly to heal us because they are healer, they're real healer. But mainly I say love, emotional support. That's the biggest part with animal. Because sometimes your heart is closed. Let's say you have been to a breakup, whatever. Some people have been so traumatized that they close their heart. It's becoming like a stone. Only a dog is capable to open your heart. No human will do. For that specific person, I mean, I've seen many, many people like that who were not capable to open their heart. Even through healing was oh, so difficult for them. You bring a dog in their life, the dog has the talent to enter and sneak, you know, <laughs> in the right way to just open the right place in the heart. Yeah. For some, it's a cat. For others, it will be a horse. But only animals are capable to do that. Yeah. I mean, when I say only animals are capable, is because they are in that body of animal that as human, we will accept them in a different way than we would accept a human who mm. wants to come to open our heart. Mm. Because yeah. with animal, people are not afraid to be hurt. They know they cannot. But in love, when they had past relationships that were really difficult with other partner, if they enter in a new relationship, they, are, they cannot open their heart. But the dog is coming, yes. Yeah. It's a different perception. And also they have that talent. Yeah, I'm insisting on that. They have a talent for that. Yeah, I've seen that many times, especially with my brothers and, do and their dogs. Yeah, I've seen heart openings happening there with the dog. What was I going to say? Yeah, we're going back to the galactic soul, you know, like for many of the animals, like we when we go back into history and we look at the Egyptian, um, you said that you speak with Ra, which is like a bird face, is it? A bird face and a human body. There has been this evolution of physical species that have evolved their DNA to what is more like a humanoid, you know, humanoid uh, body, but still having the animal features, right? Like um, the Hindus, you know, they have the monkey god and Ganesha, the elephant-headed god. And I think that as Westerners, we, we tend to think of this as fantasy but um, this is actually reality that there are beings out there that have that are highly 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 advanced intellectual psychic beings that that hold these sort of humanoid animal bodies have you spoken to any of those or know anything about that if you speak about other human like me who would have these features, I didn't have the chance to meet people like that here in Dubai. <laughs> or maybe I did, but I didn't realize. I have to be honest. Uh, you know, it's something that I didn't believe in before. I was, like you mentioned, fantasy, blah, blah, blah. Until I met myself, right? until I met uh, others, you know, like I explained with that woman with the long tail. 
from that moment, I had no choice just to believe <laughs> because I saw it. But before, I was a bit reluctant. And one day, I saw fairies. And one week later, I saw other fairies. It was just to show me, Sabine, don't stay stuck in your belief system. Look, they have many, 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 many things. Yeah. But in the real life here, no, maybe we'll come. I will meet one. Let's see. Yeah. No, I think I, I meant more with your psychic vision rather than meeting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot. But I mean, I know they have some people who hybrid. That's what I'm speaking about, who are human like us. Let's say Sabine would be half hybrid. I don't know what. I didn't meet people here uh, in Dubai or in Middle East who uh, are hybrid. That's what I was speaking about because I know it's possible. I know it's existing. They have a lot in US and everywhere. Mm -hmm. In my psychic uh, level, yes, uh, all the time. All the time with my client, all the time in meditation, different faces, different shape. Some even, I'm like, wow, this too is existing. Because they have dog, head, man, body, cat, head, man, body, or half, half, half. They have almost everything, I would say, to be honest with you. I'm being shown that in the Arab uh, countries, there are many, there are many ET hybrid bodies, many ET hybrids, yeah. Not necessarily animal hybrid, but ET hybrids. Yeah, they're just showing me, which is kind of fascinating. It's kind of fascinating. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, fascinating. All right. Well, do you want to bring through some light language? Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. for the people that are watching, or listening to this, uh, this is a message for you and your animal. I don't know. You're in control of it, not me. <laughs> take it away i'm asking what i can channel for the benefit of everyone that was what i was asking just give me a few seconds okay i start to feel in my heart i have to explain how i proceed i was asking my guides what can i channel uh, as a light language for the benefit of each and everyone watching now for the benefit of human and animals. And then I felt my heart expanding. And the answer was, this light language will be channeled for opening even more the heart of people to the animal kingdom and opening their mind regarding, oh my God, it's full of love. Oof. Yamastik, oh, yeah, let me finish in English, <laughs> regarding all the limitation uh, we still have regarding animal, because we still see animal as animal. They are a soul into an animal body, exactly like us. We need to consider them as equal. Yama, ati yasa, krimine, ati Oh, 
kusomia, modoika sinä tietsä, joku oman sieltä ja tahisä. Mutta mä näin jäkään niin massaa, kun tuu matiitia tai tuu matiisiä omata ja tajimisä ajatatsa. Joku tuu matiinen asia, että tiiä, oo, oto, timini ja kataisia. Osa maa itikata ja kutukukukukukamani ja kukukukukata, minne kattia kutukukukukamani saa ja nimiäi. Oto maa suotu, kun mä tietää ja kata jäseä, somata ja tiiä, kato hoa. Osa jäkä enni maha eteä kuotu. Kitikamma, suku ma tietä eisa, eieti katia kukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukukuk
we have a lot of capacity to help you. We can do much more than what you think, especially on the telepathic way. It's time also for everyone to develop the telepathic abilities, not only for us as animals, but many other beings, because they have many uh, beings on different galaxies who just want to help. They just wait to have the, the signal from us because many people are not ready yet to embrace that level of consciousness. It will come. We do an amazing work on the side and we want you to know. Wow. <laughs> that was something. I was not expecting that level, honestly. As a Sabine, I was like, okay, we'll be a normal light language. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never had dolphin coming. Yes, I spoke with, but not like this spontaneously. I need to to go by myself. You get the point? Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, thanks, God. Well, I have to tell you that this morning, my morning, uh, now afternoon, I watched a something from Yes Theory, who are these young guys that have been doing this YouTube channel for about 10 years, adventurers going around the world having these adventures, and they've got millions of viewers. Anyway, they did a thing on sharks because my daughter is an animal whisperer and she um, she dives with sharks and she's also incarnated as, you know, she's been a dolphin. And anyway, she's very connected to the oceanic creatures. And I had sent that video to her today. You know, look at this video. They're talking about shark conservation because she's actually been bitten by a shark, but she's a shark lover and conservationist. And um, there was a guy in this video that had had his leg torn off by a shark when he was 17, and he was also a shark lover and conservationist. <laughs> so you totally picked up on that energy. <laughs> and I did not tell you about that beforehand, so it's just... The level of your psychic ability, that aquatic energy today, and obviously a lot of other people that are watching this or listening to this, you also have that connection to the dolphins and the aquatic creatures. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. You know, I really feel like you know, you've got this big mission to show the world that animals are our souls you know they're not they're not there they're not here on earth for our to serve us like like the meat industry or the racing industry like we think that animals like we have the dominion over the earth and you know that they're, they're here to serve us i was having this discussion with a group of women recently when i was on in the outback of australia we went to see an animal sanctuary this outback in the desert and she has like a hundred animals and she's an ex-policewoman, right? And then she opened this 
this animal sanctuary. She's got camels and deer and llama and God, goats. She's got everything and dingo and all sorts of emus, all sorts of things. And I was so moved by this woman. And, and one of the ladies in our group was saying, well, you know, I'm a, I live next to a farmer's and they really love their animals too. You know, they treat their animals really well. They really love their animals. And I was thinking of the distinction between a farmer who raises cattle to slaughter for the meat industry and because that animal is serving them because I'm going to make money from you, right? I'm going to sell you as meat and I'm going to make money and this is my business, you are my business, to somebody that rescues animals. And no comparison. No comparison, like spends their money on on feeding and looking after these animals. Like these animals are not serving their pocket. They did have some camels and they we did, did camel rides, you know, to bring in a bit of money for the sanctuary. But it's a really different energy between the two, you know. It's like saying I treat my children really well <laughs> because I'm going to put them to work so they can earn money for me. <laughs> you know, uh, some people are still doing it. Well, not on that level, but some people are still like that with children. I think it's the level of consciousness from human. Yeah. 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 Find this. So beautiful. And um, I'll introduce you to the Galactic Alliance. I'm sure that you'd be a great fit as an ambassador for the Galactic Alliance as well, uh, as an animal galactic communicator. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sabine, for being with us on the show today. You're just a delight. It's been so beautiful. Your story. Thank you for receiving me. That was an amazing time I had with you. And you know, I'm a fan. I watched almost all the videos <laughs> and I learned. You see, I learned a lot between, before, but also I learned through your videos. Yes. Very interesting subject all the time. I'm yeah. fascinated. Yeah. yeah, we'll get you into the inner sanctum too, and uh, so people can meet you and maybe you can. You will do a few readings and some light language, or right, I'll see what happens next year. That'd be gorgeous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally open for that. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I would say, have a nice afternoon for you. For me, it's still the morning. <laughs> and probably a nice evening for many other people who are watching. Yeah. What a delight to speak with Sabine. She's she's gorgeous. I loved her. I thought that that light language transmission was really beautiful, really powerful. And the message from the dolphins, that was gorgeous. Yeah. How did she know that? Yeah, look, I've got a beautiful whale behind me. Do you like him? Isn't he gorgeous? I was telling her that I was looking at sharks this morning. Uh, there was a, a show on YouTube about sharks and shark activists, and my daughter is a real shark activist. Yeah, so one day I'll get her on the show to share her story. She doesn't want to come on mum's show. Anyway, she'll go on other people's shows. I was talking to her about coming into the inner sanctum, but it doesn't work because of her in Dubai. We put it on between uh, my 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., which is like her 2 a.m. in the morning. doesn't work for her to come into the inner sanctum, but maybe we'll get her into the Wish Alliance or the Galactic Alliance. Um, you can come and meet her there. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll work it out next year. All right, that was so beautiful. I'm going to go. I've got the cat sitting next to me. <laughs> he loved that conversation the whole time, but he's normally sitting next to me. He was very quiet during all of that. He wasn't jumping all over me like he normally is. 
which was kind of nice. And thanks again for listening and watching. And Deb's Shakti is coming up in the Inner Sanctum this month. Yeah, at the end of this month, which I think it's the 29th, US and Canada, 30th, Sunday the 30th, uh, here in Australia and New Zealand and, you know, this part of the world, Southern Hemisphere, Asia. So come and join. She's the hypnotherapist from the movie Alien Abduction Answers, and she channels some beings that call themselves the teachers or the star teachers. So it'll be gorgeous to speak with Debs again. So come and meet her, join our Zoom. Uh, all you have to do is go to currentswain.com slash inner sanctum, put your email in there, and I'll send you out the Zoom link. I think I've sent the Zoom link out already but I'll send it out again <laughs> if you join. So I look forward to meeting you in the Inner Sanctum coming up soon. And I'm online. I think we're probably going to be online this weekend. I'm going to do some, uh, we've got a few things happening. I'm going to do, have a bit of a chat with the with the group, but I'm online usually at the beginning of the month. Thanks again for listening and watching and sharing the shows. Loved that show. I thought it was gorgeous. Love the animals. Just love the animals. I really felt like, uh, Sabine has this like job to really show people that animals are not lower creatures, that they're souls, they're just like us, they're just in another form and that we should respect them as we would respect any other human being or intelligent sentient being and not use them for our, you know, to make money out of and just use the animals like we do to wear their skins and eat their flesh and race them and make money at the races. I think the whole concept of how we relate to animals has to change on this planet i really do i really really do you know there's there's amazing vegan food out there that tastes just like meat if you're a meat eater and you love your meat and your chicken and stuff like that there are products coming out now that are, are amazing i know i buy them <laughs> i bought vegan schnitzel the other day uh yeah they're amazing things so we don't have to slaughter the animals anymore keep them chained up and penned up and and feed them so that they're fat so that we can feed our bellies there's a new way of relating with other sentient beings on this planet and i really believe that sabine is a big part of educating people around that with her psychic abilities all right thanks again for listening and watching <laughs> i've said that already remember check out the book awakened by death if you haven't already and i'll catch you next time bye for now 